and welcome to the Beard and Glasses podcast with me, Walter White, and Don Draper. Hello. Hey, Don. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably would have prepared something slightly more uh, humorous if I'd known that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better that way, though. Yeah. Sadly, we are not really Walter White and Don Draper. We are Ben Greasley and Stephen Hayes. Well, would we want to be those two individuals? No, definitely not. Not but so we're sure. We're going to talk about this today. We are. So, what's our uh, what's our angle today, Ben? So, the angle we have today is what is the best TV drama, um, and we're going to be looking through Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Yeah. I mean, there are others that we could talk about, like The Sopranos and The Wire, but we haven't watched either of those. And this is only a half-hour podcast, and we can't go through four of the greatest television shows ever. So we'll stick to these two, I think. We're not saying here that one of us doesn't like the other. So I love Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and Ben, you're the same. But absolutely, we're just uh, we thought it'd be an interesting study to look at which is actually the stronger of the two. And again, we can do this for future episodes. With you know, you can recommend things to us if you wish. Please do. I mean, we're basically doing what you shouldn't do. And we're comparing two great works of art that it's like, for me, this is wine and chocolate. And you're only allowed one for the rest of your life. You can't have the other. Or meth meth and Canadian club whiskey, more likely. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That's what we're comparing down on it. (laughs) We are. Yeah. And it's it's I would almost say it's not even a comparison because you can you can compare coke and pepsi these things are so different but we're just saying which is the better as a tv drama holistically what's a better watch what's more satisfying oh yeah okay yeah we can pitch it i can work with it that <laughs> so way. otherwise which is more satisfying yeah otherwise we're gonna have to have an episode debating the very premise of this episode <laughs> <laughs> that can be that can be the prequel that can be, you know, um, for our Patreon subscribers, they can get a special behind-the-scenes episode where we discuss this episode. Okay, we just need to launch Patreon. Okay, Ben, so you're in the corner of Breaking Bad, so tell me why. Tell us, the listeners, why. Okay, so so we're assuming that everyone here has watched all of Breaking Bad and all of Mad Men. There are going to be spoilers, so if you haven't watched either of those, stop listening to this podcast, go watch them, and then come back. Or Or make peace with the fact that they're both, like, at least eight years old and if if you haven't found out by now then don't worry and keep listening yeah exactly that um so i am pitching for breaking bad here because it is it was it set off the streaming whole sensation people went on netflix because breaking bad was on there and they could sit and they could go through the whole thing we had a final series final episode party for breaking bad where we made ice cubes with blue food dye in them to be blue sky meth wow it was it was this huge sensation the whole kind of end of it um and it is the greatest television show showing a character arc going from a mild-mannered chemistry teacher in a school to a drug lord murderer and you're seeing him take tiny little steps all the way there it's just a wonderful development of... Well, it's not a wonderful character, but it is amazing character development. That's why I love it. Are you sure that Breaking Bad is a Netflix original? No, so it's not a Netflix original, but uh, they, but they got, got it. the so rights. I think in, got you. Yeah, so on, in the UK, it was on FX for a couple of years, for a couple uh, of seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then it went through onto Netflix and it was the motivation. So you've got Netflix so that you could binge. It was the first thing that people binged, really. Yeah, okay. Because, um, yeah, they've done the uh, the follow-up film, Al Camino, and they've also done the spin-off, Better Call Saul, haven't they? So that would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I would say launching into Mad Men, for those who've seen it, and there might be a couple who haven't, but... It's the greatest drama ever released on TV, in my opinion, because there is so much nuance in terms of the study of the 1960s and the progression of uh, equal rights for women and the fight against racism in America. Uh, You've got so many in-depth characters that keep you hooked. The story is brilliant. Some of the twists and turns are brilliant. It's so... so stylish and so elegant um yeah and i, and I just think the, the main similarity with these two shows before we start getting into the differences both have primary protagonists if you can call them that that don't really have that many redeeming features both of them are flawed pretty dramatically compared to the average joe absolutely yeah but that doesn't matter um so there's yeah there's so much complexity in in mad men whereas breaking bad literally i can sum it up in five words the whole premise chemistry yep. teacher turns drug lord that is literally it You're that right. is that Which, is the show that is the show and that is if you can pitch a whole series that keep, keeps people hooked in for seven seasons or however many seasons it was I think it was seven. Then, and you can pitch it in five words. Then that's a fantastic show. I mean, I absolutely love Mad Men, and I, you're right. The nuance of it, the the style, the feel, nothing else evokes that same sense mm. of of just it's um, what's it called? Uh, Nostalgia. Yeah, it's nostalgic. It's iconic. Yeah, you you know it. I will admit that the uh, the intro song for Mad Men is is fantastic just I know it's a sample of a song and it's a brilliant song and every time that's on it's it absolutely destroys Breaking Bad song that everyone just skips on Netflix you just skip that yeah it's the Mad Men one I'll sit and listen to all the way through yeah but I think you make a good point on the similarities between the two characters I mean both of them are quiet masterminds who are constantly plotting they're meticulous in what they do um, they're self-made men, aren't they? So mm-hmm. both of them, you know, they they come from so they come from different lives. So uh, Don Draper is he literally cre- steals someone's identity to create who he is. Yep. And Walter White is this mild-mannered man who becomes Heisenberg. They create their own people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They both have alter egos, effectively. Dick Whitman. Wick. Dick Whitman, yeah. Becomes Donald Draper and Walter White becomes Heisenberg. So they've both got these pretty d- dramatic ulterior versions of yeah. themselves. They, uh, they're both their worst enemies. They both destroy their families mm-hmm. while claiming what they do is for the good of their family or for the, the good of the company that they work for. Um, they both find themselves up to their ears in trouble and problems that are entirely of their own making. Mm. So tell me what your first reaction was to the pilot of Breaking Bad. 
that first scene, that whole first episode, where it's a cold open, where he's out in the desert and the RV is crashed, you get no dialogue. He does this piece to a video camera saying goodbye to his family. He looks like this. He looks like the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. He's there in his pants. I wonder why. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and you think it's going to be this fun, lighthearted thing. And then you can hear the police sirens coming and he stands out in the middle of the street and he pulls the gun out in front of him. And as a cold open to draw you into a show, yeah. I don't think there's a better one. And and the fascinating thing with when you juxtapose that with the Mad Men first episode is whereas Breaking Bad just, it's like, here it is. You know, you don't have to work for it. It's just, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like, it's... It's in your face. He he's up against something here. Something dramatic has happened. Whereas in the first episode of Mad Men, the whole thing you you just think he's some Madison Avenue uh, creative director, and suddenly it takes until the very end of the episode where you see him traveling, and then you find out he's got he's got a life in suburbia and a wife and two kids, and you've already seen him. So what you think is him just being a bit of a a lad. You, you see him philandering already. Yeah, exactly. So the the moment in which they both reveal their cards says a lot about the two shows in terms of the just the pace and the urgency or lack thereof, perhaps in Mad Men's case. One of the things that I do like about Breaking Bad over Mad Men is I think the pacing throughout the whole show is very, very good. I think in Mad Men, it gets a little a little bit rougher towards the end of the series as is that especially in the last series when you're seeing... Did Don, you just say series is this is? I did, I went series is this. What's the plural of series? Is it just series? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with series is this. Okay. <laughs> I have a three-year-old who likes to do that at the end of every word, so we're, go- we're going with that. Just go well. with it, yeah. It's easier to go with it than to fight it. Absolutely. Like you are the hazes is. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect so, sense. Absolutely, it does in my head anyway. And I think at the end of Mad Men, the pacing uh, drops off a little bit. But what, what you're saying is absolutely right. And Mad Men doesn't give you anything for free. It makes you work hard. So you've got to know when the show starts. You've got to know about the history of America in the 60s. You've got to know about mm. the 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 tobacco um the tobacco marketing and how it was no longer sold as healthy. I don't think you, I don't think you've episode. got to know. I think it helps to know, but I think the show does do enough to spell it out for most people. When you saw the very last episode of Mad Men and he gets to the Coke commercial, mm-hmm. did you know that that was the real Coke commercial and the history and everything involved in it? No. No, neither did I. <laughs> and so for people who did know that, there's this huge clicking moment when you go, that ad, that huge thing yeah um it was don who came up with it and so there's a greater payoff for that but i like the fact that the showrunners don't spoon feed you yeah i would say with breaking bad it is a masterpiece you know like with mad men both showrunners both creators knew where it was going they knew how many seasons they were going to have i think breaking bad was five Maybe think so, maybe yeah. six. I think maybe five. Um, uh, Mad Men was seven. It was five, so it was like five and a half seasons. Yeah, and and yeah. Mad Men, uh, Mad Men was seven, but they both knew the story they were telling. So I love that. 
so brian cranston is is just phenomenal in breaking bad he the way he unravels throughout the the course of the show is fantastic so credit there uh i I think it's it's different with don draper and and what john ham does but he just inhabits that character so much don draper now you know john ham is just incredible so believable Uh, absolutely so nuanced I think the differences you're getting is in Breaking Bad, the show starts at the beginning of Walter White's journey from who he was into who he will become. Whereas with Mad Men, by the time we join the show, he's already Don Draper. Mm. It takes seasons to unpeel the onion in order to get back to the history of why and how and who he is this person. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the equivalent of starting Mad Men at the moment where he takes on his army compatriots identity or starting breaking bad with heisenberg in place and then working backwards absolutely both both have their both have their value but what i've already alluded to with mad men it just feels more subtle and you're probably right like you do have to work slightly harder to stay on top of it but i've rewatched it very recently and you know even what you said about the pacing dropping off i don't think it does i think it it keeps you gripped throughout and they reveal just enough of his backstory and you know growing up in the i don't know what you'd call it these days sex worker house brothel who knows brothel so all yeah all the stuff that led to him becoming who he is it is a onion peel and it's it's more akin to the wizards of oz you know you have to wait for toto to pull back the curtain bit by bit whereas yeah mad men no sorry breaking bad is just more in your face. It's it's more direct. You are so you're not peeling an onion as you go. It's you're you're piling pressure on. So you start off with a very simple premise, and then as more people get involved in it, as there's more murder and more death, you're adding more and more on top of this unstable foundation. Yeah. And, it, and the the tension increases and increases because of this pile of of mistakes and errors and poor judgment and relational issues that have come up because of it what keeps you gripped when you're watching breaking bad because don is sympathetic in in man in mad men because the more you learn about his past he's just got a messed up history and that's kind of sets about the way he is as an adult and there's even moments of brevity when he you know he does want to be a better person he does try to be a better dad at points he does try to stop drinking so much in breaking bad however quite quickly the fact that he's got terminal cancer stops justifying what he's doing pretty quickly so in terms of having you know your core protagonist there's not really much to redeem him so i find when i'm watching it i'm not sure if i want him to succeed even though i kind of do it's it's a weird it's that's the great thing about it so that is the thing that is really enjoyable you're watching so you're watching a car crash and it's it's voyeurism in a certain way it's the same thing that you see with um american beauty so you get a a typical american man who's he has he doesn't really have any agency of his own he's just going along he's he's a little bit browbeaten at home he's this small version and then he just he, what would happen if I quit my job and became an outlaw? It's this. It's the zombie apocalypse thing. You are watching someone who goes, 
I am doing what I want, how I want, when I want. I am taking back control of my existence. Yeah, but I think... See, I wonder if that's quite a well-worn narrative now. American suburbia, and I think, you know, you're right to mention American beauty because I was going to go there as well. That story of man beaten down by suburban life, average job, average car, finally has a moment where he turns against it. And the similarities with... Oh, Revolutionary Road. Revolutionary Road. So that's kind of got similar elements as well. And I think it's quite a a well-worn narrative. However, they've just injected it with, well, meth. Meth. Which is, I like that it does carry it on. So it's not like he becomes the drug lord and that's the end of the season. You know, that's the end of the show. Um, I like that it's taken to its nth degree. It's so the first se- in the first season you get Crazy Eight, their kind of first drug dealer who they work with, mm. locked up in a basement with this bike lock around his neck, and and you see Walter White start to make decisions that he can't unmake, and start to do things initially from what he delusionally thinks are for the benefit and safety of his family. But through the whole thing, you just see him take these little decisions, one after another after another. And it's never jarring. It never breaks his character. It never says, well, a chemistry teacher wouldn't do that. It's like, based on his previous decision a week ago, this decision makes sense. Yeah. And then it keeps doing that again and again and again. Um, and it's amazing. And that that's what kept me and keeps me interested in it, is seeing this push of character through it and never breaking out of character or doing something that he wouldn't do yeah it's a pretty radical transformation and everything you've said is true everything is you know as we said his descent into what he eventually becomes is done so subtly so it, it is a masterpiece but one of the biggest issues for me with breaking bad is some of the the world that inhabits walter white it just feels a little bit underdeveloped and a little bit so i so for me you look at mad men every character that you know i've seen hour-long youtube videos on each character and packing the nuance and their journey you know you've got donald draper betty draper sally draper eventually megan draper um mm-hmm. joan harris roger sterling burt cooper Pete Campbell, Ken Cosgrove, Harry Crane, Trudy Campbell, all these characters, for the most part, have got pretty, they're so believable and so, and so nuanced. So the way they interact with Don Draper's world is incredible because you're not just seeing caricatures, you're seeing real people interacting with him. So it makes his decision making and the consequence of when he gets it wrong so significant because you see you know, you see Megan Draper saying you've ruined my life and you see his daughter growing up completely disillusioned after catching him with another woman um, who's not her mother. Um, mm-hmm. With Breaking Bad, Walter White is incredible and Brian Cranston's incredible. But for me, all the other char- characters, major or secondary, are pretty underdeveloped. You've got Hank, brash, atypical, male yank. You've got Marie, who's a busybody who steals from what I can remember. Skylar, this emasculating grump. Jesse pretty much stays as a hip-hop wannabe, but just more miserable hip-hop wannabe. So 
even the fact that you thought... you watch that show disliking Skylar, which is pretty much universal. She's she's absolutely she's very hard to like. So the consequences of his actions never feel quite as weighty as they could had they developed those characters further. I disagree. So I think. No, there's a surprise. So I think you're <laughs> shocker. So I think you're right. In Mad Men, the characters are deeper, and and I think they are, and they have more to them because of the kind of show. Because it's set in an office in an ad agency, where they don't have a meth lab; they have a boardroom. So they sit in there, and it's it's discussion, and it's motive, and it's is the company going to collapse? Is this person going to get this promotion? It is relational in that way between mm. all of them, absolutely. Whereas in Breaking Bad, the stakes are higher. Am I going to be murdered? Am I going to have my kids... Is, is their house going to be set on fire? Am I going to be found out by my brother-in-law DEA officer? You know, the the stakes are higher on it. Are they, though? Because the, the, whole, the whole fact that he goes into this world is basically, at the heart of it, I'm going to die anyway. You know, it, it, yeah, I know what you mean. You do get that that kind of nihilistic thing of uh, I'm on the Titanic and it's sinking, so I may as well do something with it if I can. Mm. But the rest of the characters don't have that, and I think I think there's more to them than he's saying. I think guys like Jesse Pinkman is the ironically his social conscience. He's the guy who's always trying to pull him back. He's the guy who suffers the most from Walter's self-destructive tendencies mm. to a certain degree that he ends up getting chained and imprisoned he's there saying that we shouldn't murder people walter white po- uh, poisons his uh, jesse's girlfriend's son mm. to try and get jesse back um but, he stands over yeah. one of jesse's girlfriends when she chokes on her own vomit and dies from a drug overdose um hank shoots one of the drug dealers who was trying to kill Walter and has terrible PTSD from it. Um, Hank also uh, gets uh, shot in the back by two other murderers who are coming after Walter and ends up having physiotherapy for ages. And right at the end, Hank gets shot out in the desert while they're trying to dig up some of Walter's money. Um, Bit far-fetched, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Right, so, yeah, I, I, I I think... They are a little bit more nuanced in areas, but I would, areas, I, I would, there, there are a... I would still say right that even at the point where you know Walter stands over Jesse's girlfriend, letting her die, choking on yeah. her own vomit, that's probably the point for me where you, where I stop rooting for him. But then I'm not, ro- oh, yeah. I'm not rooting for Hank. So there's no, there's no protagonist. Yeah, and, and also there's no way to relate to it because you're you're not really rooting for anyone so you're just you're not a part of it you're just watching this thing play out whereas i think really good drama you sympathize with the characters or, or it makes you feel things so with mad men i've rewatched it recently and i'll probably rewatch it in a couple of years again just because there's so many elements of human life you know betty having the mental health battles in the first season the themes you know, of wanting to rise in your workplace and better yourself and family. So all that stuff, stuff you can connect with. So I feel like I know I love Mad Men because I just feel that sense when I watch it. With Breaking Bad, I know it's brilliant and I know it's excellently made, but I'll probably never rewatch it, honestly, because 
it's it's so bleak and there's there's so you know jesse's probably the closest character you, the closest you are to really feeling anything and he wasn't even supposed to be a character throughout the whole thing you know i said earlier both showrunners knew where they wanted it to go but actually jesse was only supposed to be in the first few episodes and they kept him really they kept him because of his dynamic with brian cranston and and he he becomes this anchor because if you just go with walter and you keep taking every step with him mm. and you don't have anyone else showing you where he was at the beginning it, it just you know you're you become relative to where he was at the start and um, his actions become less. But I think you're right. I think that moment of where he's watching his girlfriend choke, you do stop rooting for Walter. But again, I, I like that in a television show where these people are not the virtuous and the murderous. They aren't, you know, it's it's very much like a Coen Brothers film where, you know, there's these, no, no one's a good guy. No one's a bad guy. Well, there are bad guys in Breaking Bad though. <laughs> It's just you are watching these people making choices. And at that point, you do go, oh, this isn't a guy we're rooting for show. This is a a, a progression of a character it is watching someone become someone else. And that's where the interest lies for me, not in I'm going to root for this character. It's how are they taking these steps? Are they going to redeem themselves? Are they going to see where they are and then turn and do something else instead? Mm. And you get that with Don as well. So Don, you you can't possibly root for Don all the way through all of Madness. You don't. No, no. And any pretty typically when he seems to start turning things around, he know, destroys himself. He then just he's yeah he's so self destructive. But I think the show gives you enough, just enough, that you kind of you can bat it away with. Oh, you know he's got this horrendous upbringing and dad died in front of him getting kicked in by a horse yeah. which one could you live without now breaking bad i'll not watch it again because you know it's set in new mexico it's bleak it's you know a, a story about a guy dying of cancer who basically destroys his family and himself whilst being brilliant and even the last episode where he ultimately says uh, you know i did it for i did it for me it was all for me and he, he admits that actually it wasn't for his family it was for him so that he would yeah. f- he would feel like a somebody so it, the payoff is great and it's amazing but i if you told me tomorrow i could never watch it again i'd be like yeah i'm okay with that whereas with mad men i'd feel actual disappointment if i couldn't rewatch it okay so so before we recorded this episode, I think about six months ago, we watched um, El Camino, you know, when it came out on Netflix, which is the follow-up film following what happens to Jesse mm-hmm. um, after he escapes, after uh, Walt frees him, basically. Yeah. Um, and you watch that, and that's that's great. That's a thing on its own, and it shows some of the horrific things that happen to Jesse and gives a bit of resolution to his plot. Um, but then it rolls straight into the first episode of Breaking Bad. Basically, Netflix just goes, you finished watching this. Perhaps you'd like to watch Breaking Bad again. And so on it goes. And we did. We watched. We we cracked on through it. But I got probably um, halfway through season three of Breaking Bad. And, and that's as far as we got with it. So I managed to get that far in. And because I know the story, because I'm not wrapped by the how is it going to end for this man how is 
is he going to win in his own mind as to what that is? And I petered off with it. I was, you know, I, was, I got, I did get exhausted by the constant failures that he either failed in something or someone else failed around him. And, you know, he's, he's firefighting through the whole thing. Yeah. I think you are right that <laughs> I could deal without watching Breaking Bad again because I got halfway through and gave up. Um, I haven't watched Mad Men since my initial original, I've only watched the whole thing once. Oh, you should rewatch it, and, and you'll—I reckon you'll get past season three. So I probably will, but I will say, go on before we before we kill off Breaking Bad and the secondary character list. I do have to talk about Badger and Skinny Pete, who are the the friends, the lackeys of Jesse Pinkman, and you know how you talk about these guys don't have. None of them really have much to their depth. You've got guys like Saul Goodman, who's got his own series that I haven't seen any of. No, same. Skylar, who everyone hates because everyone hates Skylar. Yeah. But Badger and Skinny Pete, um, you get a little bit more of them in El Camino, but you get this one scene in this one episode where Badger and Skinny Pete are in a music shop or something, and Skinny Pete sat at a piano, and he plays this beautiful piece of music on the piano. There's this whole (laughs) thing that's great. And then Badger just grabs an electric guitar and starts playing Smells Like Teen Spirit really badly. But occasionally you do get little things like that where it's never talked about, it's never explained, but you just get these hints of amazing character. And I want to know more about Skinny Pete. I love the fact that they were both the guys with the laser pointers pointing at the grey matter rich couple <laughs> yeah. in the last episode at their back. I was really happy with that. I know. I, I, but yeah, we... I think that is that's there are little moments like that where but they are genius but i think when you're having to fight the character corner with characters called badger and skinny pete <laughs> hey it's, it's the drug world it is the drug New world mexico so yeah i i think breaking bad is a masterpiece it, it truly is and i think it's probably rated higher on imdb almost almost certainly it, it, I think it is, yes. Ha, ha, Purely because I think... So Breaking Bad was, because you're right, it's simpler. Uh, you can explain it in five words. Uh, the first watch through builds a huge amount of tension where you need to know where it goes. I think more people have watched Breaking Bad. Probably. Dave, my next door neighbour, who I did a straw poll test on this, <laughs> is um, he has watched Breaking Bad and loves it, and he's never watched Mad Men. Dave, I think sort your life out, mate. Yeah, Aussie, get... <laughs> Yeah, as he get, and and I think you're right. I think so. I need to go back and watch the whole of Mad Men again, and I think I may enjoy it more on the second watching, oh. going through the whole thing, um, just for Bert Cooper's um, once he's dead and he kind of appears as a delusional ghost <laughs> who dances. He sings, yeah, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> and and the thing is, and that's and that's the thing with Mad Men as well. Whereas I think with Breaking Bad, it all just looks like this kind of dusky sandy bleak kind of if you it was if it was a color on the wall it'd be quite unpleasant whereas mad men's got so many scenes that just stick in my memory you know burt cooper dancing the scene where don gets the beatles record and puts on revolver and i think it's tomorrow never knows and it's just brilliant and then he he turns it off before it gets to the end because he just can't deal with it um, you know, <laughs> Betty Dr- Draper shooting the birds, just little moments that just flash out at me. And and I think that's why with these head-to-heads, it's hard to ever be like, okay, this one is better. 
And I think that's why we have to be almost so absolute. Which one could you live without is probably the best way to land because you think... Yeah, I think you're right. Going forward in my life, I could live without Breaking Bad for sure. Cause it's, it's, but you couldn't live without Mad Men. No, it, Breaking Bad's so bleak. It's brilliant, but it's bleak as hell. You're right. I, I think I'm going to have to go back and watch Mad Men again. Um, for me, I love a... a not a slower pace, but something that you work for a little bit more. Something where you can see the depth of it. I love, I love Peggy's progression through the whole thing. Yeah. I, I love the first season where they're all smoking pipes in their office and day drinking <laughs> and having naps. Yeah. Um, you I long for that life. Cast. I well, all working from home at the moment, <laughs> so day naps and day drinking. <laughs> You've said too much already. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's that's the great thing with mad men you know there's so many secondary characters who have such good progression you know peggy's not just a secretary she she goes on to be like a copywriting chief so many of them really go somewhere so it sounds like you're kind of conceding this one um if i had a person in front of me and they said i could only watch mad men or breaking bad I would tell them to watch Mad Men. Excellent. Thanks very much. <laughs> That's... You win this one, but re- but really, Mad Men wins this one. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, there's other things as well where you know the attention to detail in you know each scene, making sure everything was period accurate to the time. They even made sure on episodes where it's like obviously the day JFK got got shot or Martin Luther King that the weather's the same. Like, it's so meticulous. Um, yeah. I think it's Matthew Weiner, Weiner, Weiner's is the creator. Whereas, actually, you know, I did a little reading and I thought there's too much of it to actually bother bringing up on this podcast. But loads of stuff where the chemistry's wrong, you know, the characters all age at different rates, you know, mm-hmm. they're putting chemicals into bottles that wouldn't be able to hold chemicals. There's just loads of basic chemistry things that aren't correct um throughout the show which is the kind of you'd think they would do the work to get that stuff right yeah possibly and i think there are probably chemists or meth cookers who are there going oh that's not how you do it but when you are (laughs) making points of your show where walter white is literally there holding up a certain beaker saying you don't use this for this you use it for blah 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 then you might want to make sure it's right well thanks very much I think we've come into land. So for anyone who hasn't seen either, if you've listened to this out of interest, firstly, thanks. But also, both of these shows are fantastic. You know, Breaking Bad is still a TV masterpiece. Brian Cranston is exceptional. But holistically, if you look at the character's narrative, um, nuance, accuracy, theme tune <laughs> theme tune theme tune is well up there i always I yeah. love i love the theme tune rather than the even the theme tune for breaking bad makes me feel really down well it's not even really a theme tune is it's just this but that again it's this short little thing so that you would because you're binging your episodes you've just got the short bit and then you're straight into yeah. it cool well you can follow us on twitter at b and g underscore podcast we'd be well up for hearing your ideas for further episodes in coming weeks um ben if you've listened to it and enjoyed it please tell someone about it 
Um, most of the time, people will only listen to something when someone else has suggested it to them, in the same way that we're suggesting Breaking Bad and Mad Men. And we consider our podcast to be of equal quality as those two. Exactly. <laughs> Far more. So please tell your friends about it if you want to. I echo that. Thanks very much for listening. I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.